What's up, everyone, and Happy New Year, the first episode of 2023. I'm super excited for this week's episode. We're going to be diving right on in this week because we've got no time to waste. I know obviously we're one week into the new year by the time this is released, but the point of this episode is I'm going to be sharing with y'all my word for 2023. And not only that, I'm going to be explaining obviously why I've set the word that I've chosen for the upcoming year, but I'm also going to give you some tips and some strategies, if you will, on how you can come up with your own word or your own mantra, however you want to phrase it, for 2023 if you haven't already. So let's dive right on in. We're all very familiar with New Year's resolutions, right? The idea of setting new goals at the start of a new year under this new year, new me umbrella. Now, I'm honestly a really big fan of New Year's resolutions. Research actually indicates that people do benefit from having a set start date for new goals. Now, start dates can offer you clarity, objectivity, and even just excitement leading up to a new goal. So I'm a huge fan of New Year's resolutions when they're set strategically, when they're set realistically, and when you're setting a goal because you truly care about it, not just because you feel like you have to set a New Year's resolution. So I want to clarify here that the idea of setting a word for the new year isn't to replace New Year's resolutions, to replace similar goals, but it's also not intended to just add another like totally new separate goal or focus to your year. So what then is the point of setting a word, if you will, for the new year? I think the purpose of setting a word or a vision or an intention to start the new year is to give yourself one meaningful word that encapsulates or summarizes or condenses your new year's resolutions, your goals. You can think of this word as maybe like the theme of your goals or the theme of your visions for the new year. And here's the honest truth. Goals are amazing and awesome and exciting and encouraging And at the same time, if we're just being honest and realistic, sometimes life happens. Maybe you just won't read as many books as you wanted to read this year. Maybe you have to get surgery mid-year and going through the recovery process throws off your goal of hitting a certain squat PR in the gym. Maybe you really wanted to lose that 20 pounds, but other areas of life needed your full attention and the added stress of a diet just wasn't worth it at the time. My point here is that sometimes your goals might need to be tweaked or changed throughout the year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to totally give up on your resolutions. If you still have a word or a vision, a mantra, or a theme set for the year, you can still have that sense of clarity and direction on what you want for the year, who you want to be, so on and so forth, even if your specific goals might need to change moving forward. So I'm going to walk you through what my word is for 2023 and why, but I'm also going to prompt you to consider setting your own word for 2023, and I'll give you some tips and some examples towards the end of the episode. So for 2023, getting right on into things, my word is intention. Now, before you come for me for using a basic cheesy word, I'm going to explain why I'm using the word intention to ground my goals and to keep my vision steady, if you will, for 2023. Now, I believe that your word for the year should be extremely relevant to you, your strengths, your weaknesses, and your individual goals. I want to encourage you not to just choose a word because it sounds cool. Don't just choose a word because you think, oh yeah, that'd be a cool word to set for the year. Don't just choose a word because someone you perceive to be successful set it as their word for the new year. 
for me personally, I am choosing the word intention, even though it might be cheesy um, or cliche, I am choosing the word intention because it is directly relevant, not just to my goals and what I hope for, but intention is directly relevant, I'm learning, to some of my greatest weaknesses. And I'm going to elaborate, I'm going to share a little bit more here because if you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me say that for some reason I feel a little bit more comfortable sharing here on the podcast than maybe on Instagram or something like that, I think because it's just my voice that you're hearing. Um, But I've been doing a lot of reflecting as 2022, 2022, was that right? Yeah, 2022 came to an end. Um, And honestly, probably been doing more reflection than I ever have done at the end of a year specifically. Um, And just a note about me as a, you know, as a person, I am an Enneagram seven. I like to be happy. I like to have fun. I do not like to be unhappy. I don't like to be hurt or stressed or scared. And obviously nobody enjoys those emotions, but I like intentionally, like actively avoid anything that is not happiness, excitement, so on and so forth. And this year, like any other year and like for any other person, I'm sure, brought its fair share of highs and definitely lows. And usually, I'm just being honest, I prefer not to think about the lows. I prefer to move forward, think about the highs, think about the exciting plans I have. I like to tell myself that the lows actually weren't that bad and life is great and amazing. But this year in particular, especially as I'm heading into 2023, I spent a lot of time at the end of the year thinking about the lows of 2022 and not in this womp womp, sad, woe is me, tiny violin way, but more so just really wanting clarity for myself, wanting to learn not just about what lows I experienced and, you know, like revisit those, but I especially wanted to learn and reflect on the role I played throughout the year in creating, perpetuating, prolonging, and or participating in these lows, if you will. And side note, I'm speaking so generally about life in general. I'm I'm talking about my health and fitness. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about my business, all of it. And something that I have noticed in reflecting about the highs and lows of this year and this is something I've noticed about myself, is I spend a lot of time thinking about what other people are doing and or what other people, or I guess I should say, what I think other people think I should be doing. I get very distracted. I, um, as much as I love to, as much as I would love to be decisive, I spend a lot of time before a major decision not even thinking about how I feel about the decision, but wondering how it will come off to other people, wondering, oh, I wonder what this person thinks I should do. And I spend a lot of time really distracted from my own thoughts, desires, goals, so on and so forth. I'm not always intentional about what I want for myself in my fitness, in my relationships, in my business, because I'm too busy looking at or thinking about what other people are doing in their fitness, in their relationships, and in their business. And I think one reason that I have become so much more aware of this kind of weakness in myself is now that I do have more um, hats, you could say, now that I own a business. That has been a part of my life that obviously hasn't been around for too, too long. Um, And as I grow as a business owner and as my business grows, it's hard not to get distracted looking at other people's businesses. So that's just one tiny little example, right? But this year I found myself in certain positions and situations where I'm not happy 
or I'm not as happy as I know I could be because I have not truly pursued or prioritized what I want. So I'm going to use the example of social media um, because this is a huge area where I've noticed my lack of being intentional at times. And I know that this might sound really silly to many of you, especially if you don't, if you're just on social media for fun, this will likely sound very dumb to you. And I understand that because I know for me, like three years ago, before I had really started my business or anything, Talking about being concerned about social media would have sounded absolutely ridiculous to me. Like I, before my business, and if you are an Instagram stalker like myself, you could scroll all the way back to my Instagram, like early, early days, and you will see like it was my personal Instagram until I posted for the first time about coaching. My Instagram was private. I had like 800 followers. It was only people that I either knew in real life or like who I had known at some point in life, like people that I knew. That was it, private Instagram. If I would have heard three years ago that I'm here on a podcast talking about how social media stresses me out, I would have literally laughed and been like, you take yourself too seriously. So I get it if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, seriously, Becca, but hear me out, okay? Now, social media is undeniably a large part of my job, not to the same degree as like an influencer or someone who uses social media literally as their job, but social media is 90 plus percent of marketing for online businesses like mine, right? So if you think about if you work, if you work in a corporate job, if you are a business owner, imagine if like you had these similar concerns about your marketing department, where your marketing department was super volatile. You had very little control over it. There's, you know, it's just, I'm not even going to keep going into that, but that's my comparison for social media. So as far as this comes into being unintentional at times, I have found myself multiple times this year, like embarrassingly oftentimes this year, feeling pressure to show up in certain ways on Instagram, um, pressure to post certain types of content, pressure to run these challenges, run these promotions, pressure to talk about my clients in certain ways, um, pressure to talk about myself in certain ways, pressure to show myself in certain ways, because it's what I see other fitness professionals and other coaches posting on Instagram, where like I felt like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing these like TikTok dances. I need to be posting this like booty pose. I need to be wearing this when I work out more. I need to, you know, all of these different things that Comparisons never end. And the embarrassing part, at least it's embarrassing to me, is that I was genuinely letting this stuff stress me out. The pressure of like, oh my gosh, this person is on vacation with their family, but they're still working every day. And like, I don't, I don't do that. I don't work every day when I'm on vacation. Like I need to be working on vacation or, oh my gosh, like this other, this fitness influencer posted this about herself. Like I never post like that. Like I need to be doing that. And just certain things like that, where like I, it was really getting to my head. And I'm telling you, once I started realizing that I was letting Instagram add stress to my life, I knew I needed to take a step back and reevaluate. Right. And that's just one tiny example of like, paying more attention to what other people are posting on Instagram than what I feel led and called to post on Instagram, okay? Another example from social media that ties more directly to my business. I follow a lot of other online coaches on Instagram. Whether I follow them because we are friends or because I just admire them and their business, I constantly scroll my Instagram feed 
and I see what other coaches who run similar businesses to mine are doing. I see how they're running their business. I see what they're posting every single day, every single time I'm on Instagram. And I started to notice this year in particular that I was letting my perception of how other people do things. Note, I'm saying I was noticing my perception. Like we know Instagram is a highlight reel, right? But I'm still letting myself see what others are posting. And I was honestly starting to let my perception of how they do things in their business infiltrate and influence how I do things in my business. Like, oh, this person offers that. Like, oh my gosh, I should be offering that. Or, oh my gosh, this person does this with their clients. Like, that's what I need to be doing because that's what they're doing. And these specific examples might not fully resonate with you. I get that if you're not in a similar profession as mine, but... I think the idea of getting distracted, falling into the comparison trap, overlooking your own intuition and interests, I'm sure that that does resonate with you in some way, shape, or form. And if it does, then maybe intention could be a good word for you for 2023 as well. So let me tell you why I came up with the word intention and what I'm looking for in setting this kind of as like my guiding principle for 2023. So my goal for this year is to be intentional specifically in my business, but across all areas of my life too. Before big decisions, I want to pause. I want to think less about what others are doing. I want to think less about what I believe others will think of me. To be honest, in terms of my business, I want to think less about what others are doing point blank period when it comes to making decisions for me and my business. And I think part of this comes from our overexposure with social media of like, we know so much more about so many more people than we have in history's past because we are on Instagram. Like I have so much more exposure to other business owners and their successes than I think an average business owner would 20 years ago. And I also think a large component of it is trust with yourself and trusting that like just in the example of myself and my business this year, Like trusting that I know what is best for my business. I know what is best for me as a business owner, what is best for me as a coach. I know what I believe in when it comes to coaching, offering the best experience for clients, connecting with my clients as people. I know what's best for me in my situation, my personality, my goals, so on and so forth. And so if you realize that you fall into that comparison trap as well, taking a second and realizing like, okay, why do I fall into this comparison trap? Because I'm willing to bet similar to me, if you do deal with this comparison game or moving forward and making decisions without intention, it might be because number one, you just have too much information. You are getting distracted by all of the different choices and options around you. But it might also come down to a question of like, do you trust your own intuition? Do you trust your own goals? Do you trust your own ability to know what's right for you and you know whatever context, your goals, your job, whatever it might be for you? So yeah, I want to pause before I make big decisions. I want to think less about how my decisions will appear to other people and more about how I will feel following through with my decisions. I want to do things just overall with intention and purpose. Practically speaking, though, I'm going to share a little bit with y'all about how I am doing that, not because I think you care so deeply about my the back end of my business, but because I think that sharing examples might help you come up with your own word, your own vision, or even see things in yourself maybe that are similar to how I'm sharing my weaknesses with you. Maybe some parts of this are similar with you. So practically speaking, here's how I'm going to start my year with intention, um, specifically in my business. 
With the start of 2023, I've actually restructured my coaching offers, which I haven't done in the two years that I've been coaching now. So prior to 2023, I had two packages that I thoroughly enjoyed, still enjoy, and still include in my offers. Um, But my two offers were logistically set up like many other coaches I know. If you're listening to this, there's a chance that I am your only coach friend, you could say, or the only person that you know that does online coaching. Or I might be the only online coach that you follow, the only online coach that you know. So I'll explain a little bit, Um, but essentially I had two packages. I had like nutrition only coaching, and then I had full coaching, which is the nutrition coaching and the personal training online. And I still thoroughly enjoy and stand by both of these two offers. And like I said, they are still part of the packages that I offer. But the two offers were logistically set up like any other coach I know that does online. So my coaching structure and my systems were very similar to other models that I saw. So I would basically like see how other coaches, when I started out especially, I would see how another coach sets up their business. And I'd be like, oh yeah, like that's the right way to do it, right? Like that's the right package to offer. I also based my business largely off of the coaches that I had worked with. But when I had some time to really think, especially with the tail end of 2022, and ask myself, what do I truly believe in? What do I truly want for my clients? What do I believe will set them up to be the most successful, like that's the end of it, the most successful clients? I realized that my offers didn't fully align with that vision or that goal, that what I was offering was still great for many clients, but it wasn't the best that I could do. It wasn't the fullest experience that I wanted to give my clients. So I restructured my offers to reflect that. And if you're curious about what that means, basically I've increased the amount of one-on-one support and connection that I'm able to offer my clients. So basically now coaching it offers like a higher level of support, more one-on-one connection, more of that like high level support type of coaching. Because I personally believe that the support and the connection between coach and client is what makes the clients most successful. And I've seen this in the past two years of coaching, my clients that are the most successful every single time are the ones that really took it upon themselves to participate in that coach-client relationship, the ones that really took it upon themselves to learn this stuff, the clients that weren't just after a diet protocol and a workout plan. Those are the clients every time that are more successful. And so now by restructuring my offers to basically make that connection inevitable, I believe that I'm going to feel more fulfilled in my business because I will know that for every client, I am giving them the absolute most that I could give them. Um, And I believe that because of that, it will also attract those clients who want that type of experience, right? So I have restructured my offers to reflect those goals and those priorities. Now, is this the standard in online coaching right now? This more hands-on, higher level support type of coaching? Is that the standard? Not necessarily. Does it make the most sense on my time uh, and the energy that I put into coaching? Not necessarily, to be honest. Uh, My 
the time that I spend per client, the energy, the care is definitely going up. And that's what I feel aligned with, but it's not necessarily something that is super, super common in the industry, but it's what I personally believe in and what I want to do with my business. And that is what matters most to me because I am leading 2023 with intention and intention not to follow industry standards, intention not to do what makes sense or what I've always done before, but intention to, in every area of my life, show up in a way that I feel proud of, that I feel like I am really giving everything to. And so for me, 2023 with my business is all about moving forward intentionally. I want to lead, though, with intention in the way that I pursue friendships in my life, the way that I show up in relationships, the way that I carry myself, as weird as it sounds, on Instagram, right? Like, I want to truly pause before I make decisions, big or small. And I want to take a second and pause and reflect before making big decisions on why I am making that decision, right? Am I posting this type of thing on Instagram because I truly believe that this is a message I want to share or because I saw someone else post it and so I've just kind of absorbed it as this is the type of stuff I need to post? Am I acting or making decisions in my business because this is how I want to run my business or because I think that this is how I should run the business according to what I see other people doing. You probably get what I mean. I feel like I've, you know, said it over and over again at this point in the podcast. But all in all, I want to lead with intention this year. So intention is the word that I'll be focusing on. I've written it on a sticky note. I put it on my computer. Again, this isn't just about work, but because work takes up most of my daily life and because this is an area where I know I lack intention at times, I need to make it a visible reminder for me. So now it's your turn. I want to know what your word is for this year. Maybe from listening to this little episode, you've already come up with your word. Maybe this episode in particular resonated with you. So you are also adopting the word intention for 2023, or maybe it brought a different word to mind. Maybe you're like, okay, I, you know, I know what my word is. It's not intention, but you've got a word on the tip of your tongue. But maybe on the other hand, you're like, okay, Becca, I know that I want to set a word for 2023, but I'm not really sure what it should be or how to come up with it. I've got some tips for you for coming up with your own word or vision for 2023. Now, I'm going to give you the structure that I used to come up with intention, but it doesn't have to be this. You can Google best words for the year and that's fine, I'm sure. But I think that this is a great strategy for coming up with a word that's going to guide you and be relevant to you. I want you to think of some of your goals for 2023. It can be anything that you want for yourself, even if it's not like a set in stone, measurable New Year's resolution. I want you to think generally of like what you want for yourself in 2023. But now I want you to ask yourself, why haven't I achieved that yet? Like, why don't I have that yet? And I want you to keep asking why, 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 until you get to the root of why you truly haven't achieved your goals yet. And a hint here, spoiler alert, it's not usually about the goal itself. It's usually something about you. So for example, let's shift away from business. Let's say that you have um, fitness related goals, right? We should probably talk about fitness once or twice in this podcast. Let's say you have fitness goals and you want to hit that PR in the gym, or you want to lose that 10 pounds, or you want to run a marathon. Okay, great. Why haven't you run the marathon yet? Oh, well, I haven't done the training. Okay, cool. Why? Um, Well, because I haven't set a start date. Okay, cool. Why? Why haven't you set a start date for marathon training yet or ever before? Oh, because I put off goals that scare me. 
Um, okay, so there's the answer, right? Maybe your goal is to lose 10 pounds and keep it off this year. Awesome. Why haven't you done that so far? Oh, you know, we get to the end of the questioning and it's, oh, you haven't been consistent enough. Like you haven't showed up daily for your own goals. So you can see it's not usually like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds and I haven't yet because losing 10 pounds is too hard. Usually that's not why we haven't reached the goal. It's typically because there is something about us that we can take control of, right? You can take control of your consistency. You can take control of your tendency to put off goals that scare you. I can be more intentional with the decisions I'm making. I can control the degree to which I let what others are doing impact what I am doing. And like I was saying earlier, if you've listened to any of my episodes before, you've likely, especially the ones that are like me just ranting or trying to hype you up or encourage you or something, you've likely heard me rant before about how people don't take control over their fitness and over their health and how easy it is for us to just feel like everything is happening to us. I can't lose the weight because my life is want, want, we want. No, let's look for ways that we can take control, right? So that's my goal for you in 2023 is for you to reach your goals and for you to fulfill that word or that vision that you're gonna set for yourself following this episode. So again, if you're looking for a way to come up with a word for yourself, I want you to think of the goals that you have this year Ask yourself why you haven't reached those goals yet, but then keep asking why until you get to something about you that you can take control of, right? So there's kind of my reasoning. There's my logic behind setting my word for intention. But now it's your turn to take your goals, ask yourself why you haven't achieved it, and set your word for the year. I'm going to give you a couple of example words just to round out the episode and then we'll, you know, finish it out here. But a couple words that you could set for the new year, consistency, transformation, abundance, invest, like, you know, not like just financially, but like investing in yourself, moving forward and prioritizing your goals, so on and so forth. Adventure, awareness, joy, focus, freedom, fulfillment, simplicity, rest, drive, connection, growth, healing, wonder, it can be anything, anything that you feel will help you stay grounded in your goals. Maybe it will help summarize your goals. Maybe when or if your goals get kind of thrown off, if life happens and we need to pivot, you still have that guiding vision, if you will, of what you want for yourself by the end of 2023. So I want you to think about your word and I would love for you to let me know what your word is because I love getting to chat about goals with people. I love especially getting to hear from those of you who listen to the podcast. It's always a fun conversation to hear what you get out of the episodes. So if you want to share feedback on what your word is for 2023, I would love to hear from you. You can always find my contact information in the show notes, whether it be Instagram or email, I'll get back to you both ways. But that's all we've got time for today. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great start to your 2023.